Thank you for listening to Wellness 101. My name is James. I'm sitting here with Dr. Downs. Hello, James. Hi. Yeah, it's good to see you again. We're going to do another podcast today. All right. And if I look a little tired, there's a good reason for it. Oh, yeah? I've been digging some holes. Oh, boy. What are you digging for? I, well, I planted a pomegranate and a bunch of other little odds and ends around the house. And oh. I'm digging a big, big, big hole for the pomegranate tree. And obviously, I got a little bit sore. So I am now on Inflama Defense. Oh. along with my reds and greens that I do every morning anyway. <laughs> so I just want to let you know, if I look a little bit draggy, I am. Well, you don't look draggy. You I don't look, look well good. good. So the inflammation and all that must be working. Yeah, something is working. At least my <laughs> energy is up. And that's good. Very good. We were going to talk about nuts today. And uh, I remember the World War II general at one of the battles in Europe. And they asked him to surrender, and he said, nuts. <laughs> so that <laughs> that's... One of the little interesting side notes I got, because that was uh, told to me when uh, my stepfather got back from World War II after serving in England. That was one of the little stories that he told. But anyway, that's, that's neither like here it. nor there. When we <laughs> was growing up in Indiana, well, from age six on, there was a period of time when they didn't take me out very much <laughs> to go nut hunting. Huh. But we had so many trees. I mean, trees were everywhere. And so we knew exactly where eventually all the nut trees were at and of course that was one of my jobs then to go out and gather up nuts huh. and we had tons okay. and tons of acorns for example uh, oak trees about you know 60 species of oak trees in the world oh wow most are all edible and i use the word most because some authorities say all are edible and they are okay except if you get black oak Oh, no. Uh, that <laughs> has a high tannic acid content, uh -huh. and they get very, very bitter. It'll bite you. Oh, really? <laughs> so we mainly went after the white oak. And the white oak is the acorns with a little smooth, they have a smooth uh, shell around it, whereas oh. the black oak is more fuzzy. Okay. But you had to tell the difference between the two. I'll just give you a little story. Uh, we would gather up the acorns, obviously, before the squirrels got all of them. And they are very tasty, especially if you boil them at first, and then you roast them. And so this goes back to Native American lore. They used them as food, certainly. And the pilgrims used it. It has a good content of uh, vegetable protein. So acorns are really, really good to eat. But the white oak is what you really want. Now, we always had a supply of black oak around. But it was usually in a tin bucket. And it would turn just terribly black. And there's two things that was that you use them for, uh -huh. and that would you would take the uh, black oak, which would stain you terribly <laughs> on your hands. But if you put it over a chigger uh, bite uh -huh. or mosquito bite or any other stuff like that, maybe even it works on sunburn too. But I never, 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 never like the idea of putting it on sunburn because it stains you so bad. But it did have a good healing effect because of the high tannic acid. Well, who would have thought? I well, mean, I... that, it's an oddball thing, but yeah. that's what they did back then before, because doctors were hard. Very few people out in the country, unless you broke something. You didn't go you to didn't see go, a doctor. You yeah, didn't go to see the doctor that much. Wow. But they also used it, I remember my uh, stepfather using rubbing alcohol and taking some of the coal black aged black walnut holes, soaking them to make a furniture stain. Oh, wow. And it worked really, really good for that. But that's just some little side note. But there is a good nutritional value to eating acorns. We also had some beech nuts and some chestnuts. But right now, the chestnuts are all gone because of the blight issue. 
And so that's just not something you should search for because you're not going to find them. Really? And I don't remember eating very many beech nuts either, even though they did gather them up. Uh, I I didn't really know much about that at the time. But we did gather tremendous quantities of the black walnuts and the white walnuts, but for totally different purposes, absolutely. And those walnuts are very high in omega-3, for example. And uh, the next thing we gathered up tons of was hickory nuts. Uh, the huh. only thing I didn't like about hickory nuts was because once you busted the shell off, you clean them up, you stored them, so they were good for all winter, but then you had to crack them with a pair of pliers. Were they pretty hard to get into? Well, you had to crack <laughs> them, but then you had to have a little metal pick. Oh, and so yeah. during the winter months, when everything was slowed down, a lot of these nuts were picked for the meat because it would take hours and hours and hours to get enough meat for the whole family. Oh, wow. But you had to pick it, pick it, pick it. So it wasn't the most fun thing in the world. But that's where I got my experience with nuts back there. It wasn't until later when I went to school and then got into active practice mm-hmm. that I started doing more research on all the other nuts. Now, if you take nuts in general, let's talk about in general. Okay. The health benefits has been shown for various heart conditions, for example. Uh, it has been mentioned in the literature, and there is some citations for because of the fat content being good for gallbladder. Uh, there has been some references to age-related macro degeneration, but I don't know exactly what the mechanism is. I just know I've read the reports. Huh. But mainly it's used to reduce cholesterol, to lower LDL cholesterol. And obviously, it's good for if you have diabetes to eat nuts. It helps stabilize your blood sugar. Yeah, it does sure. have a lowering effect also on uh, triglycerides. Now, oh, really? With that good. said, just like I took the mm-hmm. inflammatory defense, because I dug holes and it made me a little <laughs> sore. You should also note that most nuts mm-hmm. in general have some anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, they can lower C-reactive protein, some references on that, and some of the other inflammatory markers can be reduced. Is that because of the high omega-3 content as well? It could be that or it could be some other, other reason. Other element, okay. I have never been able, even by reading the reference, to know the exact chemical reason for it. They always say at the end of the research, we need more research to verify what we just sure. did. Yeah. So I understand <laughs> that too. But I would tell you this, that on the nuts, mm-hmm. uh, in consuming them on a daily or regular basis, may you say a nut blend, either salted or unsalted, dry roasted, mm-hmm. are really, really good. For years, I ate unsalted every day, eat a handful wow. of mixed nuts. Then I found out that I had low sodium levels because I had avoided salt so much. So now I eat the salted <laughs> yeah, variety. Yeah, to go the other way. That's They're funny. very, very good. But I will tell you that all nuts also have a high level of magnesium, which makes them very valuable for that particular mineral. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a lot of people who consume them, especially in the evening hours, find that the magnesium is very soothing and can even help them calm down, maybe get to sleep a little bit better. It really works good for that yeah, particular purpose. That's pretty cool. But I would tell you, too, that uh, I mentioned the walnuts having a high omega-3, which mm-hmm. makes them very beneficial from that standpoint. I would also mention to you that a major source of dietary selenium comes from Brazil nuts. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the uh, chemical calculations per 100 grams, it only takes three, four, or five Brazil nuts to get the daily requirements. Oh, my gosh. So That's Brazil nuts, decent. if you need extra selenium for your immune system, or to process the chemical and to superoxide dismutase for antioxidant value, mm-hmm. which has relationships with glutathione as an antioxidant, then you would want to eat Brazil nuts on a very regular basis, four or five a day, in with your mixed nuts, 
And then you get a complete combination of things that has really value. And if you're in a good mood someday, you can take a bunch of your mixed nuts, put them in a food processor with a little bit of extra oil. Sometimes I use a little bit of grass-fed butter, and you make a great mixed nut butter that really, really tastes good. Wow. All it takes is a very small food processor, and you can crank out enough for several days. You never want to store that material more than four days in the refrigerator. Oh, okay. I want to just only make enough just to get by. But I've done that forever. Remember, years ago, I can recall uh, so-called experts. Mm-hmm. I should erase the word so-called because they were experts at the time. <laughs> okay. Saying that you shouldn't eat very many nuts, especially cashews, because it had too much fat, mm-hmm. which would cause cholesterol issues. Well, obviously, today, that's not true. What was true back then is no longer true based on a lot of research. Not anecdotal, but real good quality research. That there's good fat and bad fat. Right? Yes. Yeah. But there, the, in general, I mentioned to you about the uh, being all good to have a beneficial effect on lipid levels mm. and the magnesium, the Brazil nuts with selenium, and of course the walnuts, wonderful for a natural form of omega-3. Now, the ratio between omega-3 from food, such as walnuts, mm-hmm. in relationship to fish oil is about 8 to 1. So it takes oh, wow. more by weight and it has to be converted by the body into the omega-3 component, whereas in fish oil, you get it directly. Oh, that's 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 interesting. I didn't realize it was that. That's sort of a fun little a side note. Yeah, well, that's cool. So I, like I that. would certainly recommend that uh, uh, people, if you tolerate them well, mm-hmm. to get a variety of different nut butters or make your own and also consume on a regular basis a good blend of all the different nuts, dry roasted, salt or unsalted, depending on your sodium level and whether you have any blood pressure issues. Obviously, if the doctor has told you to go on a salt-restricted diet, don't get the salty stuff. Mm-hmm. But the others, I sometimes overload on it because it just fills you up. It's so good. Yeah, I, love, uh, I love all that stuff. And one thing I like <laughs> about them, too, is because when you take a handful or two and you consume them, mm-hmm. and you, the chewing is beneficial from the standpoint of relaxing. Oh, I didn't know that. Especially if you've got a little edginess to you. The constant chewing does help you calm down, not just the magnesium content. Once again, who would have thought eating nuts will make you a little less nuts? Uh, well, of course. <laughs> it has that. It has, the magnesium yeah. and the chewing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, people don't look at those particular benefits. No, I guess not. I mean, we don't think about so that. So you should actually use them as a really high-quality, nutritionally rich snack food <laughs> that makes you feel good. I lo- and unless you have like an allergic... Nuts? There yeah, are people well, with allergic reactions. There are. Nuts. Yeah, you're right. So we have to take that into consideration also. Mm-hmm. And of course, when we're talking about all the different nuts, we have such a wide variety now to choose from by going to any store anywhere and getting them in mixed or otherwise. But if you take a uh, really look, did you know coconut? What? Is a nut? Is a nut. It's really a nut. That's crazy. It is classified as a nut or a nut seed. How and I thought that was rather interesting. Not only do you have Brazil nuts and chestnuts, hazelnuts, macadamians, pecans, pistachios. I really like pistachios. I like that's my favorite too. And walnuts, almonds, and cashews, and peanuts, and pine nuts. Holy moly. And it's just a wide variety. So that gives you a massive selection to choose from. And if you like one better than the other, that's exactly what you do. You make your own blends. Now, is pine nuts the same as pinyons? Because you know here in New Mexico we eat pinyons. Yeah, pinyons. <laughs> okay. Same thing. Same thing. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a tree nut. I wasn't sure. 
And have you ever noticed, for example, that lots of people will put a handful of those seeds in their mouth and then spit out the holes? Yeah. How they do that is beyond me. I tried it. It didn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just not genetically cut out for that for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. I, I think my that. jaw coordination doesn't work. <laughs> but something doesn't work at all. But all of these things have extreme value. Uh -huh. I will suggest also that uh, uh, there was a time in the first, what, 12 years of my life, I didn't know what a coconut was. Oh, really? And then periodically, maybe once or twice a year, mom would find a coconut and bring home the coconut. Huh. We would then drink the milk because it tastes good. Sure. And then smash it with a hammer. Oh, my gosh. And start yeah. crying out all the white stuff. <laughs> and she would let it dry a little bit. And that was our candy for a long time. Wow. But that was so rare because coconuts were expensive. And so only when yeah. we had some extra pocket change, she would do that. And now we can get them any time of year. But back then, you probably had to wait, right? I mean, yeah, it was a rare situation for us huh. to get that. But I didn't know what real orange juice tasted like until I got in the military. Wow. And then when I drank it, I thought it was tasting weird because I was used to, guess what? Mom would buy one can uh -huh. of Donald Duck, Duck. Oh, yeah. brand of orange juice. Wow. And I thought the metallic taste was an orange juice taste. <laughs> and obviously it wasn't. How funny. Yeah. And I, it took me years to figure out what what is the difference between that orange juice that my mom did, because it was real cheap. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then getting in the military and drinking real juice. Right there on the spot was It was a, a culture difference. shock. Oh, I bet. That's so interesting. So a lot of the things that I consume now and consume then is diametrically different. <laughs> because now I don't eat dandelion greens. Yeah. And I don't eat the mustard plants because they're not as available as mom had them available back then. And you grew them back then. They grew wild. Yeah. Okay. And mom would go out in the spring and she knew every plant. So she would always be able to get them before they got bolted mm. or got out of hand. So we would eat tons and tons of greens. And they would also be canned because they were so plentiful. There were just tons of them available. And I'm sure that process changes the flavor too, right? It changes the flavor uh, from the, but she always wilted them. I never had a raw salad in the classical sense mm -hmm. during the early days at all because everything was wilted. Okay. Lettuce was wilted. Oh, really? Everything we grew like that was cooked, all the spinach and chard and kale and beet greens and turnip greens and all of those things and okay. collards. We cooked everything. Nothing well, was consumed raw. In a lot of ways, that's probably better because it unlocks a lot of the nutrients. It unlocks a lot of the nutrients by breaking down the fiber. Mm -hmm. But back then, everything was done uh, unconsciously based on the previous generation's experience mm. with cooking things and doing things that would minimize what we know now would be food poisoning. But I will tell you, growing up, I, it was never, never, never mentioned. Wow. Because it never happened. Because even though they cooked it, they canned it, they basically put it in pressure cookers to kill all the bugs. Mm -hmm. And I never even thought to question why they do all those things. But it was done routinely based on hundreds of years of past experience on how to preserve things without it causing a problem. Wow. So it's like we're missing a step these days. We're missing a step because Grandma had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of chickens. Mm -hmm. The... 
we learned, I learned very early on how to test for good eggs and bad eggs. Oh, yeah. Just put it in a bucket, right? You just put it in some water. Yeah. And if it floats, and then, of course, if it tilts a little bit at the bottom, then you know that you should hard boil it, not mm-hmm. necessarily eat it. Yeah, but if it does float to the top, then you know it's bad. Bad, yep. And so I learned all those things, and that still has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these things has not stuck with me. Mm. And uh, another little backstory. Growing up, uh, this was right after World War II. And uh, in that particular age group, I remember conversations, and then later on in life, my stepfather had several walnut trees that he trimmed the limbs off and let grow. And his instructions to my brother and I was, someday, after 40 years, watch these walnut trees carefully, because if they start deteriorating, then you need to sell them. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did. But it took 40 years to get to the maturity before it started deteriorating. Wow. Now, there was a major shortage of walnut during World War II because they needed thousands and thousands of board feet of lumber mm-hmm. to make rifle stocks. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the walnut farmers sold. And so a lot of these things, including the chestnuts, there is always reasons why they were more scarce. How interesting. Yeah, I would never put that together. So if you're going to plant a farm <laughs> of those trees, mm-hmm. you would plant them so much apart in a big field, you would plant pine trees in between them. And then after the 10th year, you would remove every other and sell every other walnut tree because when you had plenty of sunlight to get through, then you had more valuable in the lumber and it oh, would wow. grow much, much bigger, much, much straighter. And so they would trim these really severely all the way up to a little top knot when you plant them mm-hmm. because you don't want the knots in the lumber. So this is some things I learned from my childhood. Wow, that's cool. And so and then a lot of the farmers would have these growing. Mm-hmm. You would harvest some as you go, even plant some Christmas trees in between for another market, but they would harvest them after 40 years as a retirement source of income. That's pretty amazing. So I just want to throw a little things in here along with the personal value of that. I think the next time we'll talk about some seeds. Okay. But right now, I think I'm going to go home and take a big blast, two scoops of red, my <laughs> formula from Dr. First. All right. And to give myself a little bit more energy. Sure. And then I'm going to have to make a decision whether I need more inflammatory events. Depending <laughs> on whether I'm silly enough to go out and dig more holes. Well, don't overwork yourself. Well, hey, listen, it's been a good time. I appreciate it. And hey, uh, no I'll see you on the next podcast. All right, we'll see you then. Thank you, Dr. Down. Betcha. For more information about products mentioned in today's podcast, just go to our website, rgownsnutritioncenter.com. And once again, thank you for listening to Wellness Radio 101.